welcome to another episode of the Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. Father in heaven, we give you praise and thanks for who you are to us and what you've made us to yourself. A kingdom of praise, your own people. How we desire, Lord, to be in the company of the saints. Thank you for this gathering today to assemble us your people in church together to worship. We pray that as we open the scriptures, you open them to us, that we might see wonderful things out of your word. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat. I want to express gratitude to the Reverend Professor Asamajedu, the president of Trinity Theological Seminary last night, I sent him a note saying, Prof, permission to come and preach in the church on campus. And I want to thank uh, Reverend Professor Bang and all the leadership of this uh, congregation, faculty and staff, uh, church members, leaders. I'm speaking for the Bible Society of Ghana for the 2023 celebration of the week of the Ghana Bible Society of Ghana. I'm grateful to God for what the Bible means to us as individuals and as a a nation. I believe the nation Ghana would have been worse, but for the influence of the Bible and the teachings of Christ. And so this morning I'll be speaking on the theme for this year's Bible Society of Ghana Week celebration, which is God's unchanging word, hope for all. God's unchanging word, hope for all. I wish to state at this onset that the world is in a crisis situation. And we are in a crisis of hopelessness. The passage for our reflection, Ezekiel 37, is written in the context of the exile of God's people. And I'll read from verses 1 to 14 for our reflection. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know 
that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, Oh, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will leave. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. That you may know. How many times in this text did God say that what he was doing and what he was going to do for the people of Israel will lead to them knowing, knowing experientially the reality and the power and the fulfillment of the rich promises that he has given to their forefathers. In exile at this time, the people of Israel were without hope. My first submission, therefore, is that there is a crisis of hopelessness for current humanity. We have a crisis of hopelessness and confusion in verses 1 and 2 of Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel talks about the hand of the Lord coming upon him and bringing him in the spirit into a revelation, a vision of a valley, a vast valley which was full of bones, dry bones. And the Bible says they were very dry. Humanity at this time finds itself in a place of dry bones. The world is changing so rapidly, and the change that the world is witnessing in the scientific realm, in the realm of information, in the realm of knowledge, is equally associated with violence, with war, with sexual immorality, with all kinds of evil. And and the, even the distinction between our maleness and our femaleness is being questioned because we've become more civilized. And we are afraid for our children. 
Our children go to school and we don't know what they are interacting with. They are in their rooms, in our homes, and we don't know what they are interacting with by internet, by social media. And sometimes we despair about the possible outcomes, about the future of our children 10, 20, 30 years from now when we are not around or may be old and frail, what would our children be? So we have fear and anxiety. Traditional family values are seriously being undermined. The diseases that we experience in the recent past are manifesting themselves in new ways. And COVID-19 is mutating and, and, and showing up in places where we thought it had been dealt with. New diseases are prophesied and, and indicated for the current year and subsequent years. The Russian and Ukraine war and its toll on human lives, both Russian and Ukrainian, but with the economic ripples that affect every country on this earth. In this kind of situation, we begin to realize where is the help that we need? Because we have personal crises, we have national crises, our own nation, Ghana, is struggling economically, and it is affecting social life, it's affecting church life. The global economy is in crisis. We find ourselves a church in crisis. A church in crisis, as was read in 1 Corinthians, where some of you say, I belong to Peter, and some to Apollos. And we gossip about each other. And we lie, we, we character assassinate. And sometimes, yesterday night I was reading something on social media where somebody was sharing why he stopped going to church. And said that growing up, he saw so much gossip in the church. And as he grew up, he began to question the kind of people that sit so decently in church. And yet, when they walk out of here, we are at dinner or, or lunch with our families, and we are castigating other believers. The world is in crisis. A church that has become accustomed to speaking only to the felt needs of people and not the real needs of people. A stomach direction gospel that seeks to satisfy the, 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 the psychological needs of people without addressing their real spiritual needs. We are in a state of hopelessness. So in the state of hopelessness, that is where our theme kicks in, that God's unchanging word gives hope to the human situation. The hope for your children is because the Bible is available and when it is taught to people and they receive it, there is hope for their future. Your future, there is hope for you because when we are guided by the word of God, we can develop into human beings that are not pushed around by the waves of human thinking, which as it progresses becomes more backward. There is hope 
for our society. And as I said earlier on, I believe that this nation, Ghana, has been kept intact and that we are where we are in a positive sense, that we are not fighting each other, that we are not killing each other, that we, we live together. Tribes don't make the main difference unless we mistakenly want to make tribes the main thing. There is hope for, for the world if the gospel of Christ is preached and accepted and embraced by people from all nations and colors and backgrounds and standing in society. There is hope because God's unchanging word has the power to change human society into a place where there is peace and where true prosperity comes into operations. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 to 25, the apostle says, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Somebody say amen to that. We've been born again. We are not mere men. Did you hear the reading, First Corinthians? He says, when you, you use your tribal background and your social standing and your economic standing to judge your relationship with other people, you are behaving like mere men. Born again people are not mere men. Say amen to that. You must not be afraid to say, I'm a saint. Because when we are born again, we become the holy people of God. We are born again, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by, by the ever-enduring and living word of God. The Bible contains a living word, a, a, a scripture, literature that has vitality, that has life. And as we reflect on it and imbibe and embrace it, the life of God is infused into us. And we become true children of God, born again, as John 1, 12 says, as many as believed in him, he gave them the legal authority to become children of God. Born again. May we be truly born again. That we might be the light and the salt of the earth. May we be truly born again by the enduring vital word of God. That we would enjoy our life here before we enter into glory. It says all men are like grass. And all their glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever. And those who do the word of God, those who believe the word of God, those who live by the word of God, they live forever. Amen to that. Our eternal life does not start when we die. Get it right. Eternal life starts now. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have, in the present tense, you have eternal life. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have in the presence eternal life. Your eternal life, the new life starts now. And let's start living it out. It's a life lived by the power of God. It's a life lived in the presence of God. It's a life lived by the word of God. And that is what gives hope to you and to me that we can bring up our children in the knowledge and the fear of God. The Bible says when they grow up, they will not depart from it. We can bring our business under biblical principles. We can bring our marriages within the scope and the provision of God for, for human sexuality and a marriage relationship. And our marriages will succeed in a world where marriages are falling apart like the leaves fall in Amatan. God's word is reliable. It prophesied the rise and fall of kingdoms. The Assyrian kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom, the Persian kingdom, the Roman kingdom, the Greek kingdom. These were prophesied before they came into being. And the, the prescriptions, the descriptions that God gave of them was realized within history. That word still speaks and says, if anyone be in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There is hope for humanity because the word of God is still available and the word of God has power to change. God's unchanging on, on word gives hope to the human situation. We read the Lord said to Ezekiel in verse 4, he said to me, prophesy to these bones, these bones that are dry, these bones that are very dry, prophesy and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, dry bones this morning, hear the word of the Lord. May our spirit be roused to a new life in Jesus Christ. That our Christianity will not be a formality. That it shall be a vital relationship with God that changes us from ordinary mere human beings to living spiritual children of Almighty God. God's unchanging word gives hope. It said prophesy to the dry bones and he declared dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Will you survive in the difficult circumstances of our time? Yes, because the word of God is available. So what shall we do with the Bible, the word of God, as we have it? A few things. In order for the word of God to bring hope, in order for the Bible to change my life and to change my home and to change my situation in life. And I believe that the gospel changes human situation in life. And let me say it carefully because the gospel has been trans, trun, truncated and transformed into a lie which is called the prosperity gospel. 
which says that when you become a Christian, the main thing is that you will have more money than anybody on the street. You will have the biggest house. You will have the best car. You will be rich and prosperous. Listen to me. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. But I believe there is prosperity in the gospel. Did you hear that? I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. But I believe there is prosperity in the gospel. When we live by the teachings of the word of God, there is an elevating force which lifts us from poverty, from rags. We may not become fabulously rich, but we progress and advance economically. Say amen to that. If you don't believe that, look at me very well. Of course, you didn't see the previous picture. But I'm a living testimony of that elevating power in the gospel that I am talking about. The society will become a better place because the glories of the place we are going to begin to, to, to fall on us now before we reach the golden strand or walk the streets of gold. We begin to feel already some of the blessings of eternity. God will be merciful and gracious. I pray for healing for those who are sick among us. May the grace of God bring us to, to that point in this life where we are experiencing that place where there will be no more sickness. I'm, I'm not talking of over-realized eschatology. I know what that means. But I'm talking of the reality of how God in this present life, because we live according to his word. You heard the first reading from Deuteronomy. If you shall but obey the words of the law of Moses, Read it, Deuteronomy 28. Take time today and read it later on. You will be blessed in the country. You'll be blessed in the home. You'll be blessed when you go out. You'll be blessed when you come in. You will be the head and not the tail. The God of the Bible is a God of blessings. Somebody receive that with an amen. So you don't need to kill somebody for their money. God will bless you. The way forward with God's word, therefore, Colossians chapter 3 verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of God gain space into your mind and into your heart and into your life. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 and 16, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Study the word. Read the word. Study the word. Take pen and paper. Get concordances and dictionaries. Get Bible atlases and study the word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Did you hear that? Do not let this book of the Lord the totality of revealed scripture. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Read it, that means. 
It says, meditate on it. Think about it. Shatawale can't do anything for your soul, brother. Young people, Beyonce can't do nothing for your body. You hear me? Study God's word. Fill our minds with the word. Meditate on it until it becomes part of us. He says, then be careful to do. Don't only read, don't only meditate, don't only study, but obey the Bible. For everything that we do, may we ask the question, what would God want me to do? What does scripture say about this? So let us commit to daily Bible reading, personal devotional life, family devotional life, sing scripture. Sing songs that have been composed out of scripture. It will do you good to sing those ones rather than the other ones. Believe the Bible. Obey the Bible. Brothers and sisters, this is a short exhortation to us that there is hope for us as individuals. There is hope for us as families. There is hope for us as marriage units. There is hope for the church. If once again we shall remind ourselves of what the Bible says the church is and if we will let the church be the church. Father, we never have enough time to open the scriptures, Lord, but for these few minutes, thank you for this insight. Thank you for the words that you have laid on our hearts, the words that we have spoken and the words that we have heard. Lord, may there be an intrusion of your word, an invasion of God through the word. And when that is done, may hope set forth like a fountain. May peace flow like a river. May your people find hope in a hopeless world. We ask for this in the name that is above every name. Even Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church, Legon, on YouTube and Facebook and give us a follow. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary, Legon. Thank you.